There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. Yeah, hello and welcome to the KBG After the Show podcast. How the heck is everybody? Happy Thursday. Got the uh, weekend coming up here. I'll fire it up for it. We'll uh, get into all the fun things happening over the weekend tomorrow on the Friday KBJ show. You can tune in for that and make sure you get our weekly e-blast that we send out with all the cool events. Go to kbjshow.com and then what you'll do is just give us your email address right there on the right-hand side of the page and you'll get it Friday at noon. That's when it goes out. All right, got a lot of emails to uh, jump on here today. Thanks for sending them in. Mail at kbjshow.com. Michael had said about limited edition food. Denny's never tries it because he don't want to try something that he likes that's not going to be there in seven weeks. So he doesn't even indulge at all. So Michael's thoughts on that, he said, I don't mind limited edition food personally. I can accept the fact that the item's not going to be around forever. But I am annoyed by consumer products that do the limited edition. My mom has boxes of Beanie Babies that she won't let go of because of how much she invested in them. But in reality, <laughs> no one wants them. Oh, I always wonder that because I, I, I'm in that world and you go on eBay and some of these dick faces, what they're trying to charge. I get that this stuff is old. I get that it's vintage and I get that it's from your childhood. It's very special to you. And you're charging X amount of money and it might even be worth that. But who the fuck is going to pay that? Mm-hmm. You see you're, what I'm saying? You're too in it, yeah. Because there are people that are going to try to take advantage. Yeah, but that is what's such a niche market, and there, if there's somebody that's willing to pay for those special antique toys. Well, I told you about that one guy. He, he said he's former military. He's on eBay. He wrote this big, long thing on eBay. He goes, I'm former military, and here's my G.I. Joe collection. It's from the 70s and 80s, and look, I don't have to sell this. And if you want to try to get a, de- uh, a cheaper deal, I will not sell it. I, I will watch my G.I. Joe Blah, like really kind of like being a dick about trying to sell it to you. And mm. it was so bizarre. You can and just it, say f- f- price firm. Yeah. You he, don't have to write all that. He went on this weird fucking rant. He's tired of people telling him, uh, I'm not going to pay you 40 bucks for that, dude. It's worth five. Yeah, you're right. But He's, if enough people tell you they'll only give you five, guess what? You're you're dumb. 40 but, is not what it's worth. But what you're saying, it was all limited edition stuff. He was asking for, I think he was asking $80,000 for it. What? Yeah. Who's going to buy that? Right. And that's kind of it. He said Legos, Pokemon items, action figure companies like Hasbro, they're all doing this limited edition stuff. And it's causing all these adult collectors to clear the shelves of the items. And they're robbing kids of the experiences. I tried finding a Star Wars Lego set for a friend's kid with no luck. 
I know this trend has been around forever, and some old items like original Pokemon cars and Star Wars figures are worth thousands today, but this is causing people to assume everything coming out today, limited edition, is going to be worth so much money in the future, and the result is a bunch of kids who can't have access to certain toys because of future investments. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, you can get it pretty much anything online these days. I, I'm not sure... If it's something's limited, like if a Star Wars comes out limited edition, you can pretty mm. much get it online. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to pay an inflated price because collectors are going in there? It's like the ticket prices we're seeing right now with Ticketmaster that you get into that system where you just want to give a kid a simple toy, but it's priced out of your range or it's too difficult to find. Well, if it's limited edition, it's going to be by a company, Target or a Walmart or... If it's Star Wars, so it's going to have an official place where you can order it from. Now, if somebody buys them and then they go on eBay, eBay's the wild, wild west, y'all. They are dick faces on eBay, and they know it. Mm-hmm. They shake their titties, and they go, do something about it. See, I have the opposite experience on eBay. I go and I find, like, hair care products and stuff that I was paying way more for, toothpaste, that I was paying a lot for off of sites like Amazon and stuff. Mm-hmm. I go find the same product on eBay, and it's, like, way less. Yeah, dog, but I'm looking for a vintage Yoda. You're not going to buy vintage toothpaste. Different worlds. Yeah, don't buy anything vintage if it's a toiletry. Yeah. <laughs> they have that too. <laughs> Do not buy old toothpaste or old hair care. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It all depends on what you're looking it for. It does. But to answer their question, if, if it's something that's coming out that's legit from mm. a real company, yeah. go to that company's website and buy it from them. Okay. And then you can you can beat all the people like me. Mm-hmm. Engineer Key sent in his thoughts because yesterday we were talking about edibles, marijuana, and a study that was out about with two groups. One was giving a placebo. One was given real edibles, and they said the group that was doing the marijuana was sleeping on average 30 minutes longer, and it was more complete restful sleep with less wake-ups. And I know with the sleep number beds we have, there are ways even those smartwatches now can detect how good of a night's sleep you have. It's they pretty can. crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. So they scored better. And so he's got some thoughts here. He said, when it comes to supplements, there's no regulation. If you buy from a company that makes supplements, then the good ones are those who will test their products. An even better company will post the results. The company for CBD and similar compounds is Lazarus Naturals. They don't pay me to hype their stuff. They just make really good stuff. But that being said, it's really expensive. But if you do have a military discount card, you can get 60% off. And that's the only way I can justify buying it. 60%? That's a big coupon. Military has its perks. Dang. They sell sleep aids, which you don't need a cannabis card for, which do work for me. Their tincture is gross tasting, but it does work. Their capsules are fine, and you can't taste them. I think the number sleep event, those two are the cheapest. The other format gummies are more expensive. So here's your option. So interesting stuff. Thank Mm. you, Engineer Keith. If you're one of those people that would like a longer, more sound sleep, like me, I'm going to try to find something that works really solid, that is affordable. And that is the thing, because I think we've taken breaks, because when you start adding up the cost, it could get to be significant. But if you're not getting good sleep, you can't give up. you got to keep doing everything you can Mm -hmm. to get good sleep because you're taking years off your life. (laughs) Don't I know it. Yeah, and and I'm (laughs) in the category. I'm not like Jay Bird. I'm in the category where most nights I get pretty decent sleep. 
But I'm just to the point where how much better could life be if I got really great sleep? Right. And it wasn't a chance. Sometimes I feel like, eh, it's a 50-50 chance. I sleep really well tonight. Yeah, yours also might be coming with a little bit of age as well, which yeah. does happen. The older you get, it's tougher for a lot of people to sleep. Yeah. I'm in a different category. Damn. I've always. Oh, he's old man shaming you. I mean, I, well, look, at, I'm going to have the worst time. I've had horrific mm-hmm. sleep problems since I was a child. Night terrors to boot, all that stuff. The older I get, it's going to get, I mean, I'll be dead by 50. So let's party now. Yeah. Mm. And how many years we got left with you? Like four? Five. Oh, motherfucker, I'm 45. All right, sorry. You're right, though. We're getting there. I mean, Don't be so easily offended, you little bitch. <laughs> I'm not really offended. I <laughs> uh, got somebody here that is talking about their mom that was having some pretty legit back pain, and her doctor recommended a pain management program, and she took her first opioid at the age of 50. After neck surgery, she hates the thought of having to take it again. So I've been giving her edibles to help her sleep through her hot flashes, which has been very helpful. So now she's curious about marijuana and pain management. And my question is, how do you find a legitimate doctor that's going to help you with an actual marijuana pain management program? She looked at me for advice, but I got my marijuana card from a seedy doctor in short shorts. (laughs) So I can't really recommend them to my mom. A doctor in short shorts. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the per- the place that Denny's got his prescription from, they're really good, and I think they would probably point you in the right direction. Do- mm-hmm. Dr. Jen. Okay. Yeah, that's, I think, the starting. It, it, for a lot of people, it's just how to start out. You want somebody to walk you through the process because you don't know anything. And for me, an outsider looking in, it feels like it's very complex. Like, there's just so many. There's you, know, you guys talk about indica and all no. these kind of different things, and I'm just it feels on the outside looking in like it's overwhelming. You're kind of already going into the cave with a lot of. Uh, it, it, I'm we'll slowly take, approaching. We'll take we'll take real good care of you. We'll, we'll get you some orange juice to sip on. We'll get you some. That's no, too many calories. We'll get you some ice chips to, to nibble on. <laughs> Kevin ain't eating no orange juice. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't overthink it. You want to go to sleep, so you're going to want something more of an indica because that's more okay. of the mm-hmm. indi- Think of it, indica couch. That's what that means. Okay. The, I mean, that, I mean, that's what oh, they say. Indica couch. That's how they, they make you remember indica. That's not what it means, but that's what it. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, they, they it's a good you. reminder on yeah. what you're getting yourself into. So you yeah. want something along those lines, and you don't want much. I think there are a lot of people on the outside looking in that just want that guru that will listen to what they have to say and then will be like, here's what you need. And I kind of feel like I am that guy. Come on over. Tell me what you need. Yeah. Tell, tell me all your problems. We luckily have a couple experts here. So if you got questions, you can start by sending them here. We'll get them answered for you. I would love to give you what you need and hear your stories. <laughs> well, if there's one thing this show knows a thing or two about, it's getting a buzz, right? I love the team at Atoll Vodka. They make it so fun. Whenever we bring them out to one of the festivals, they do sampling. They're a great vibe. They're a local company. They give back to autism charities. Atoll Vodka. Grab some today at Singer Island Liquors, or you can go online to mashandgrape.com. That's Atoll Vodka. You're going to love it. Uh, (laughs) Billy said, um, we're a little bit older and trying to have a baby. Uh, My wife, 39, I'm 42. And we have a very healthy sex life, but neither of us have super high sex drives. And so trying to have a uh, baby here, we did it about once a week pre-baby making times. We've been trying for three months. And the reason I'm asking here about uh, Panda and his testosterone 
is because my wife's tracking her ovulation cycles. So once a month, we're doing it five or six nights in a row when her fertility window is high. And sometimes I have trouble performing towards the end of that week. I'm thinking it's because of my age and a testosterone booster could help. Also, it's in my head now, which doesn't help. So sorry for the long email. Just uh, wondered about the testosterone. Yeah, I would go in and talk to a doctor somewhere because the one thing when you start doing with synthetic testosterone and things like that, you have to watch because it's got to be very carefully balanced and you've got to take something that still has your body making your own testosterone because if not, it senses that testosterone is in your system. So your body's like, all right, we already got it somehow. We're never going to make it again. Yes, and that's not what you want, especially when you're trying to have a baby. So I would definitely bring a medical expert in on this and not a radio show because you could possibly mess up the effectiveness of your sperm but through if, that. if you go to a reputable place and mm-hmm. do the blood work – you shouldn't ever take any kind of hormones or medication without doing blood work first, making sure that it's what you need, and then look at it. Yeah. And there's so many different types of testosterone because I'm on testosterone, but I'm on like a little testosterone estrogen melt. You put it under your tongue. You can do injections. You can do a melt. You can do creams. You get There's so many different ways to get it. And I would say start at a lower dose and see when it starts helping you and don't do too much. Mm-hmm. Too much of anything is a bad thing. Sure. Yeah. So definitely get uh, regimented, but the, let them know when you go in that you are trying to conceive right now and they'll know the effects a little bit more, but I, I would definitely be careful because uh, you do have to have the balance just right. Yes. And then they take your blood every six months and keep checking it, mm-hmm. checking it, checking it through your progress. Yeah, that's how to do it right. I uh, got uh, an email here about the guy that was thinking about his ex. He is a 40-year-old. It was 19 years ago, and he said probably daily he still thinks about his college girlfriend, and he was just wanting to know, anybody else like this? Is this normal? What's going on? And I think he just was romanticizing a freer time in his life. He also had three kids. And so I think he feels like, you know, I'm pretty locked down. My life is kind of dictated every day what I'm going to be doing. He was probably a little footloose and fancy free in that era. But uh, this one said, after high school, I graduated in 1989 and I I went down to Cape Cod. I worked for the summers and I met a guy. We dated one summer and he truly was one of the nicest and funniest people I'd ever met. He ended up moving to the Bahamas. We lost touch. Fast forward, I'm now divorced, just turned 52, and I got a son I share custody with with my ex-husband. Well, this guy from the Cape texted me. We haven't really been in touch. About 10 years ago, a mutual friend passed away, and we reconnected on Facebook, but we haven't spoken to him since. And then he DM'd me a couple of weeks ago and said he'd be in South Beach this weekend. Nice. So I'm going. He got me my own room. I'm so nervous, but what the hell? He's divorced. We've spoken on the phone a lot in the past couple of weeks, but we're also over 30 years older than when we first met. He also mentioned he kept a letter I wrote him back then in his safe, and he still has it. Wow. He has thought about you all this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Just warning. Mm. His penis probably aged a bit. Just... <laughs> 
<laughs> Balls don't look the same. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna have as rad. It's not as, gonna be as rock hard. It's not gonna have as rad as a cock as he did back in, when he was nineteen. Yeah. But I mean, that's really awesome. That is awesome. He got you your own hotel room, so right there, he's trying to show yeah. you that he wants to be respectful. Yeah, right. no, I think this is great for you. I just, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. And tell us on Monday how it went. Yeah, she said, if you're interested, I'll update you next week. Absolutely, Linnea. Oh, uh, do that. I need all the details. Mm-hmm. How's something like that go? Uh, Michael wanted to know, did uh, Kevin ever decide to sit when he takes a piss? Asking for a friend. He's asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, Bird got me on that. And my gosh, it just is so much more sensible if I'm at a public place, obviously a urinal, you're going to stand. Always. Yeah. Public doesn't count. Yeah. No, you don't and, sit at the urinal? Yeah. And <laughs> there are some, you know, if I go to a public bathroom, I'm, I'm going to stand. I'm not going to put my behind there. But if I am at home, I always sit to pee. It's just cleaner, quieter, easier. Peaceful. Yeah. You know, it makes my life 1% better. Why would you not? It really it, does. It just, it, yeah, why, st- the only time I'll stand if I'm at home is if I'm drinking. <laughs> So okay. I'm, I'm standing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I never said. Uh, this one from uh, Michael. He said, you were talking about the things that uh, you would do that is way outside your character. And Kevin had talked about how he wanted to fly a plane. Now, I'm just like you. There's a place in Tampa, though, that lets you ride along in an L-39 fighter jet. Wow. Tell me if this is too much money for the experience. 30 minutes, $4,500. $4,500? That's crazy. Get out of here with that. 45 minutes is $5,100. One hour is $5,600. This is what is included. You get to meet the pilot, discuss the flight program, theoretical instruction by an experienced flight instructor. Uh, You get to do loops, rolls, Split S dive, steep climb, and more. He calls you the Iceman. Okay. Oh, Do I get free yeah. aviator glasses? As long as they don't call you a goose. Damn. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a goose. No, they don't. <laughs> Possibilities to control the jet while airborne under guidance of the pilot instructor. Possibilities. Yeah. So they, they want to look you up and down and see, like, right. mm, does this guy have the shakes? <laughs> is this guy a pussy? Yeah, no, you're not getting uh, no. anybody. If you're too big of a pussy, just, no. No pussies in the Hands cock- off. No pussies in the cockpit. <laughs> you have permission to take pictures and film a movie yourself. And then for additional costs, they'll do it for you. It's a cool just, experience, yeah. but I think the price is a little high. Yeah. I should link you up with my dad. Because he, he yeah. really did fly planes back in the day. If you really, okay. if you really were into it, yeah. he uh, give you a pointer or two. And that's a fighter jet. Do you have to go in a fighter right, jet? Like, I, yeah. Can't you go in like a regular jet yeah. and like cut the price in half maybe? And is it harder to, or is, is there really not that big of a difference, helicopter versus a plane? That helicopter me and you took, if you had that version of a plane, is it about the same way? Great question. I don't know. I've never been in the cockpit of a plane while it's flying. 
We've done the helicopter thing many times. Helicopter was cool. With helicopter few, was badass. Had a nice little buzz. It was in the daytime. It was over a lot of beautiful, just gorgeous trees. We were flying low, which you're really kind of not supposed to do. But we were flying low. Yeah. I was seeing shit scamper. <laughs> it was pretty fucking awesome. It, it when you fly low in a helicopter, yeah. low enough to be able to see like nature and animals, and mm-hmm. we were flying over like 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 preserve area so there was water there was land there was like animals it was pretty badass Mm -hmm. i highly recommend that i think that's more fun than a fighter jet because fighter jets way up high a helicopter yeah the vantage point is so cool a fighter jet can do those 360 shit up and down and over and out and through the roof fuck that i got i got one name for you goose yeah, yeah, it didn't work out well for him. I hear you. I'm just saying that's what that would be the thrill and the appeal of a jet. You can't do that in a helicopter. Helicopter kind of feels as if a gust of a wind or a fucking dove flew by. It could kind of rock you a bit. It does. But the great thing, too, about a helicopter is your windshield. It goes from above your head to your feet. Mm-hmm. And like depending on which kind you're in, you could like have a 360 view all the way from your sight line to your feet. That's amazing. Does flying a helicopter does that kind of give you a bone piece? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how hard I am, but I think it'd be fun. <laughs> okay, but a jet like a, a plane gives you a bone piece. I think it'd be it'd be interesting just to cross it off. It's just Top Gun doing that. Well, yeah. Top Gun does that to everybody. Top Gun does it to every guy. Well, and, and it, there's certain movies. I remember when I first saw Karate Kid uh-huh. as a little kid. Me and my brother, I'm, we flew out of the theater doing karate moves. <laughs> there's just some movies that jack you up, baby. Yeah. Magnolia saw Top Gun three times in the theater, and then she went, Mom, maybe I want to be a fire pilot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, certain things that you get. Well, remember when I was watching Sons of Anarchy, and I really wanted to be in a motorcycle gang? Yeah. I can't fucking drive a motorcycle. You still kind of want to be in a motorcycle gang, though. I, I, I saw know. you at the crazy horse. I don't even care if I'm the motorcycle bitch. You <laughs> Which know? you are. Yeah. The guy that just goes the getting... gang passes you around. <laughs> picks, Chris picks up the wings. Hey, yeah. How's my hunger guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, set the record straight here. We were talking about uh, things you didn't learn until later than you should have. And uh, Shannon said there was somebody talking about they didn't realize the yellow, red, and green peppers were the same pepper, just at different stages of being ripe. Isn't that crazy? Well, I'm not sure it's uh, legit. Somebody did send this in. They said there's a viral tweet claiming that green, red, orange, and yellow bell peppers are all the same plant at different degrees of ripeness, and it's not true. They're all different plants. What? Yeah, which is what I thought. So when I'd seen that, somebody posted (laughs) that up there. I'm like, wow, I didn't know. What do we believe? I, I I always believed and thought they were different plants. I did too, and then somebody said no. And I'm, I'm gonna lean on that because that that feels right. Because I mean, what? Because they have them separated in the store. 
you know, red, yellow, green. So if they were just at different stages of ripeness, as they start to ripe or sit there, you would think you'd have to, oh, I got to reshuffle them. And they don't look anywhere close to any other stage. They even got orange. So where does he fit in the equation? Yeah, Kev, where does orange fit? (laughs) It's his own. Yeah, red's you, his own, yellow's his own. You might be right. Yeah, that's what I believe. So I, I'm not, I'm not buying that. You're wrong on that. I think somebody was messing with them and they bought it. Sydney has got a uh, thought here for do it, bitch. She said, "What if you put everybody's name in the cup twice and you mark them with either the gambler or the guesser? That way, when somebody pulls out a name, it'll have what position the person has to play." Just figure to keep things a little interesting. I do like that. I think you probably hit a little bit of a speed bump pulling out the same name twice, which clearly would happen for us. Four Um, times in a row. (laughs) Yeah. So that would be your speed bump. If it can go wrong, it will. It it is kind of an interesting thought because now, especially as people are really doing the stats, you're starting to see, okay, what your odds are. And so we're kind of winding up if you got Virginia in suits. They just know that they're more effective when Virginia plays one role and he plays the other, and it would kind of force teams into switching it up or just going with whatever they get by the luck of the right, draw. Right, right. I had a real shitty round this week. You just yeah. couldn't. Uh, my timing was off. I think oh. You guys got swept, right? We you got swept Denny's. real hard. Yeah. In fact, there have been a lot of winning on this side of the table this week. Uh, until tomorrow, no, no, no name movie game. Can't what is it? Ah, fucking, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's uh, quiet quitting. I'm kind of loud quitting. Yeah. I don't do anything quiet. She surrendered. No one's ever yeah. described me as quiet. Done. <laughs> Done. Uh, tomorrow for the KBJ draft, I think we are going to do the best theme park rides, Ooh. theme and carnival uh, rides. So it could be anything from fair ride to anything at Universal, Disney. It could be even a ride that's not around anymore. You could do it two different ways. You could do it where you vote from your heart and it's something you love or you can be. Like the kid, the prodigy, the paper champion, Suits, who's trying to just win the tournament. He's trying to suck the teat of the audience. Mm -hmm. We see you, Suits. Yeah, we see you, Suits. Paper champion. Young little baby. (laughs) Little fresh meat. Oh, he's not in the room. Is he he in here? (laughs) Nope. Then fuck him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This email said, my husband and I, we've been going to Orlando and its parks for over 20 years, and we've been uh, taking our four kids at least three to four times a year since our first was born 17 years ago. And I will say that some classics stay true as some of our favorite rides, like the Tower of Terror, Jurassic Park, Bluto's Barge, Test Track, and Mission Space. The newer ones, like you mentioned, where Dueling Dragons is, is actually Hagrid's motorcycle ride in Harry Potter. And actually, all the Potter rides are fun. Also, the new Velociraptor coaster, our new fave Guardians of the Galaxy, worth the wait. We are big ride nerds. So, okay. Yeah, I, I figured that if you kind of know what it is, I think some ride, I know I, I'm not a ride guy. So, for me, I'm going to have to do some research and do what Suits is doing because I have no freaking clue, man. I don't ride rides. I like the ones that are, I, I'm a Spider Man guy, the, the air conditioned. Spider Man's cool. It is. I like those kind of rides. That's how I knew Harry Potter. Fucked me up so bad. Because I can handle Spider-Man. But after Harry Potter, I went to go do Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's how bad Potter kicked me in the dick. Bitch-ass tummy. 
I bet you has brain, I think. I think it's <laughs> yeah. vertigo or my, mm. some fluid or so. I don't know. I read up on it, but then I had vertigo cancer, so I stopped reading. Vertigo cancer. Every time I Google something about medical, it's some blank cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I stopped doing anything medical. On, on, on yeah. the, on, I'd suggest that for everybody. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. If you're going to South Florida Ferry, you got to do it soon because it's shutting down. Sunday's the last day. I was talking to a um, hairdresser last night. She loves the food. It was going off about uh, some of the stuff that they had there. Husband loves the corn. Yeah. She said got a really good turkey legs, a good round on that. We definitely loved the corn collectively as the group. And the other thing that stood out to us was uh-huh. the chocolate cheesecake on a stick, the frozen chocolate oh, okay. Che- that was really good, yes. y'all. Yeah. Next level good. Okay. Is there anything you would uh, warn somebody that it wasn't the best, stay away from? And you'd be like, eh, I was underwhelmed by that. Oh. The Wisconsin cheese was a good round it for was, me. It was. A it good was round. super yummy. I loved it. If you change, if they change out the oil as, as the right way yeah. they're supposed to, that cheese should always be pretty darn good. It okay. should be. Uh-huh. But you can tell, and that's not just the fare. That's anywhere that does fried food. You can feel time in a your cheese curds should not taste like a funnel cake. Right. Okay. If you love the food, the cooking channel hit show Carnival Eats has been camping out the South Florida Fair, going around. They were there last weekend, I guess, recording an episode that's going to be airing in July of 2023, this year. So it's a show that's been around since 2014. It's the longest-running food show on television, Carnival Eats. I saw a big old rant on social media where someone goes, Food shows and the Food Network is the dumbest thing ever. Why does anyone watch it? It's so stupid. And I could not disagree more. There are so many fun cooking shows that the reason why they're awesome, it takes you away from any kind of bullshit in your regular life. It's right. escapism. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's nothing heavy usually, other than some kind of a sad story. If they probably, you know, other than that, it's a very uplifting kind of a goofy distraction do you like food shows i do i do too i get into all of them even if it's something i've never tried or never thought i'd be excited about i just love the process there was one where they all these food truck fuckers they just go around and they all they're all competing against each other and it's really cool to see how they have to make meals for the food truck there was a whole marathon i was so cozy watching it's fascinating but a lot of people don't like it. There's one on Netflix. There's only one that I don't like. There's one on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil. Okay. And that is annoying. But every other food show I've ever watched, I've liked. Phil kind of sounds like a dick. Phil's an idiot. Anthony Bourdain is the best that ever did it. And if you get a chance, go see his documentary. Okay. It's so Good. But didn't he do fancy shit? No, he did not just do all fancy oh, shit. He did a lot of street food, bro. <laughs> hey, can I have my head back, please? He's all over you, man. He's so good. All right. Well, shit, Kev, I have to go watch some of that. That opportunity's going to stab me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jaybird, I love Bud's chicken and seafood, but I got a couple knuckleheads over here that love it just as much. And y'all, it's crab cake time at Bud's chicken and seafood. What? Shut up, really? Virginia and Sweet Denny's, you guys love crab cakes, and these are beloved. People drive counties for these crab cakes. Oh my gosh, buds, give me your crab cake. They also got this right now, Virginia. Coconut shrimp. Five coconut shrimp, one side, and two fritters. Take my money. Well, coconut shrimp dinner and then homemade crab cakes. Head to Bud's today, get them crab cakes.
Well, if you're trying to put together uh, what your viewing might be for this weekend, uh, looking for uh, good stuff to watch, there are some shows that are uh, coming up on deck. There's one that's starting today. It's getting some hype on it. It's called Poker Face. It's got uh, Natasha Leone. She uh, plays the role of Charlie in this 10-episode mystery that is going to start streaming today on Peacock. She has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying. And so she hits the road with her Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes she can't help but solve. And from what I've heard, it's uh, kind of an interesting departure that I think some people do like the format of people who feel overwhelmed by binge watching where one episode is linked to the next and you get sucked up in it and you are 10 episodes in. I think every single episode is a different story. And so it's easier to break away and say, I love that. That was great. And I don't feel guilty. I'm not going to sit here and watch all 10. I'm going to come back to it and have bite-sized episodes. That's what was very appealing about about Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. Every every story was different. Yeah. And I wonder if that might kind of change the game because I think there are some people that are finding that. Because it is, man. It's like an assignment. Even if you love it. It it's is. almost like an assignment being like, oh, my gosh, man, they got how many episodes? <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's oh, too big, yeah. it stresses me out. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm too late. I can't do it. I yeah. watched Breaking. I, I watched Better Call Saul and then Breaking Bad back to back. I, yeah. I, 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 I binge watched them throughout you know, the month or whatever right. yeah. a couple of last year. And after I got done with the Breaking Bad, I was kind of exhausted. I needed yeah. I needed series. I needed a series break. Right. I needed to be you single. time. Yeah. Just, yeah it does it wears you out and so i think that some people are getting legit binge fatigue and now i think you might start seeing more shows like this that hey i love that show but i can get to a new episode whenever i want because i'm not wondering did they kill them are they dead is this right you're not hanging on to that you can easily walk away and feel satisfied and then pick it up anytime you want and come right back in i'm watching that show i keep talking about it i like it for that reason that it is easier i can put it down i can pop in i can watch a quick segment i can get away from it it's all good i just started watching white lotus last night did okay. you because y'all were talking about it i thought that was a good concept yeah. i liked what it was mm-hmm. uh i uh, i'm an episode and a half in and okay. you know you can't really judge it yet yeah i didn't realize that they they, they keep these same characters going on they do for each episode. There's only one character that is in both seasons that they have out. On the... White Lotus. There's okay. only one that is in one that also is going to be in two. And then they, other than that, the casts are swept, swapped out entirely. Per season? Yeah. I, I like that. It's a whole new cast. That's is cool. Jennifer Coolidge the only one? Yeah, she's the only one okay. that's in both. So I watched The Watcher because everybody told me how great it was with her in it. And yeah. I love her. It was a good journey, but it left me so unfulfilled at the end. There was no answer to who the Watcher was. Oh, really? It's based on a real story. And at the end, they were like, yeah, we still don't know who the Watcher is. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know people uh, get... Oh, yeah. Don't... I mean, I'm sorry if I blew it up for somebody, but that pissed well, me off. I would rather know than to go through Damn, it. You just spoiled the Watcher. I don't give a shit. I'm mad. Fuck. I wanted an answer, and I asked people that. Is there going to be an answer at the end of it of who it is? Fuck the Watcher. Well, the other thing. Yeah, that's the one that's based off the real story. Right. Their family moves into their dream home, and they're plagued by ominous letters, it's strange great. neighbors. The journey was great. The end was stupid. I'm wondering, too, with the White Lotus, because I didn't. 
it was it was not bad at all, and I could tell they got they're gonna have great characters with it. It didn't hit me over the head with where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see see or episode two. I watch episode two because I'm like, all right, I want to give it at least four episodes. But after four, I usually punt if I don't love it. And I'm just wondering if KVJ Nation, do y'all like the White Lotus or is that overhyped? Is it good? I, I yeah, I, I would say good, not great. You watched the whole thing. I did. I've seen both seasons. Yeah, we watched it over the break. And I, I wanted to because everybody's talking about it. I mean, SNL did a skit, you know, Black Lotus, which if I, I know. had. If I, I want to see that. If I hadn't seen the show, I wouldn't get it at all. But, you know, <laughs> you realize how close they are to uh, this, the actual series. So I'm glad I watched it because I want to know the conversation. I think a lot of people watch shows for that. But I'm here. I'm seeing a lot of good. It's not. It's good. It's not great. Of White Lotus? I, the, I enjoyed it. I don't regret it. I don't wa- I, I don't regret having watched it. I, I I didn't walk away and be like, oh my gosh, man, you've really got to watch this. This is really good. Oh. No, knowing me and my personality, it, am I gonna like White Lotus? And you'd be like, it was all right. Okay. I, I, think I, I have I think a feeling. It, I, I kind of feel like it's gonna happen that way. I think that's what you're gonna say. And I, I don't want to I'm not at all trying to be one of those dick faces that, that shit on everything. I'm really not. I want to like the White Lotus. I, I think I, I'm going to like it more than you. I think there's more hype than it deserves. Oh. I do. I feel like it was a little overrated. Okay. But it's good. It's all right. I, I don't mind it. But there, there are other things out there that I would tell people that, hey, I'd, I'd jump on this. Because I, I think it's I think it's more solid. I, I tell people that about, uh, I think it's Blackbird was the name of it, where um, the guy who uh, he was Elton John and the movie, that same guy, Taron Egerton. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a good actor. And he goes in and he has to befriend a serial killer to get information in order to get his sentence cut. Gotcha. And you liked that? You thought that was real good? I thought it was, it, it's one that you don't hear anything about. I think it is nominated for something, but I thought it was good. And it was about 10 episodes. So it is a bingey type thing, but it's a based on a true story type thing. And I love at the end where it ends and then they tell you what he wound up doing in life. Yes. <laughs> because it's it's a true story. They've just created the so and I like that. So that's one I would tell you to jump on. When does our succession come back? Because I know we both like that one. Yeah, it's soon. I think there's a lot of shows looking at a March, April, May, like heading into spring to early summer. There's going to be a ton of stuff like Outer Banks dropping, Succession that's dropping. Our, that's our show, Kevin, Outer it Banks. Is. You're right. That's that's Regina I show. Well, and HBO usually has a nice little run where they've got like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, a Succession, yeah, and, and maybe one other one on a Sunday night. It's a nice block, and HBO hasn't had that for me in a minute, and, okay. I, and I, I want that back. Yeah, I hear you. So there's going to be some good stuff uh, coming down to Pike. To I look forward to a couple of things I saw that were in the works, man. I hope this is going to be good because it's got two of my favorites, but I don't know. Eddie Murphy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, they have got a new Netflix rom-com called You People. She is so awesome. She's I, fantastic. I love her. I, I, there's really from Seinfeld to Christmas Vacation to Veep. I don't know that there's anything that really I can think of she's done that I didn't like. I was like, eee. She was great in Curve Your Enthusiasm, but I, I can't stress how awesome she is in Veep, Virginia. Really? She just is fucking... She, to me, is like Michael Scott, Steve Carell's yeah, character right. in The Office. Uh-huh. Veep has got a lot of great characters, much like The Office, yeah. but without her... 
as the her as the human playing yeah. that role, no one else could have done it as better than her. Yeah, just like Steve Carell. Yeah, it, it's really good. She's a vice president that would love to be president, and that's really what it is. And so you see her office and her people, and there's all all the comedic type of things that you always see in politics. You're like, well, what a bunch of boneheads. It really kind of just makes fun of that. And it's just all the behind the scenes of how they really are all dumb. <laughs> it's funny, I man. I love and that. She's so vain. She's a horrible, horrible person. They're, they're all terrible yeah, people. Terrible people. But it really but hysterical. It's almost kind of like they knew something was bubbling up because we hit a little before all the real crazy shit was hitting yeah, with, right. with politics. Yeah. And that was, it hit kind of at the perfect time. That's why I think it'd be a great watch now because it's complete. And I can tell you, it's solid from the first to the ending. It's not the ending, like, eh, it's season falls off or whatever. <laughs> well, how many seasons? I think it was about seven. seven. It's yeah. seven wow. seasons. Seven seasons and it's done well. And then when you watch the last episode, you're like, that was good. I loved it. I, I will at one point go back and rewatch it. But it's v. not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. It's yeah. on HBO. Go, I can send you a fucking link. <laughs> you gotta send me your password send too, you. cowboy. Send, and you turned your no, microphone I'll, off. I'll send it to you. Well, I'm outraged. I have to You're send you. Exasperated with me stealing all of your media. I, I do. If you do like uh, funny politics, it's really it's, it's it's not. I don't want people to get scared off if they've never seen it. They think it's about politics. It is, but it's not. It's making yeah. fun of it. Yes, big time. Yeah, it's just insult comedy. At its it best. really is. Mm -hmm. And another one that maybe you care if you watched How I Met Your Mother, Neil Patrick Harris, was one of the favorite characters with Barney. They now have a show called How I Met Your Father, and season two just premiered, and Neil Patrick Harris was on there, and apparently he's going to be an important part of the story, uh -huh. which is kind of smart. You need that thread just because you're switching from mother to father. To have somebody that was a tested character that you know works. I mean, why not bring him back? He's a rock star. Yeah, he is. I love him. Mm -hmm. Solid stuff. So some good watchings out there, people. You just got nowhere to look for it. All right. Got one more show here for the weekend. We'll see you back for your Friday. Y'all have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.